0: Hello friends, my name is Brenna, and I'm Danny. and, and this, this is LAGO Stories. Stories. Today's episode contains graphic information that some listeners may find disturbing. Listener's discretion is advised. Welcome back, Lagos friends, and welcome to our first bonus episode of 2022. As we mentioned last episode, and for obvious reasons, we love spooky season, so we want to treat you to some extra episodes. If you did not hear last year's bonus episodes, I would suggest going back to listen to those after hearing this one. And again, if you're not familiar, because these are bonus episodes, we'll be talking about really anything that creeps, sends chills, or mystifies us in addition to our normal true crime cases each week.
1: Yeah, I definitely think these are super fun because we get to explore outside our normal realms. And a lot of the times I end up learning a lot more
0: yeah. cool fr- freaky facts, which I yeah, love. Yeah. Me too. Okay, I have a lot packed into this mini episode. So Danny, are you ready? Yeah. It's not too, too, bad. it's not. (laughs) Trust me, maybe next week I'll go. Okay, (laughs) then I'm ready. All right, let's get into it. And full disclosure, I was so excited about this episode. I shared the very basic information with you, Danny, a couple weeks ago, but what do you remember, if anything, about Skeleton Lake?
1: I just remember there was some lake that people found a lot of bones or body parts or something, but they couldn't figure out what was going on.
0: Yeah, so there is a lake filled with skeletons and when i mean filled i mean the bottom of this lake contains what experts think could be as many as 800 skeletons although the exact number remains unknown and i'm sure you're thinking what why how and why haven't i heard of such a lake well there's a lot of mystery surrounding the reasons as to why and the research continues today but i'm going to share several theories and then you'll have to tell me which one you think or if you have your own hypothesis Ooh, i'm ready okay Let's start with what we do know, though. Rupkun Lake is located high in the Himalaya Mountains and is a relatively small lake less than 10 feet in depth and around 130 feet in diameter. The lake is a glacial lake and frozen over for a majority of the year. Again. It's high in the Indian Himalaya Mountains, sitting at over 16,000 feet above sea level, and would be a tough five-day hike from human habitation. H.K. Madwal, an Indian forest ranger, discovered the lake and several skeletons in the winter of 1942. The summer after, when the lake thawed out, they discovered even more skeletons, and some bones still contained small amounts of flesh and hair attached to them. Now, in 1942, the British ruled in this part of India, and the British officials were eager to find out where and who these skeletons belonged to. And Danny, do you remember, well, not that you were there, but do you remember from history class what was going on in the world in 1942?
1: I will say history was not my favorite, (laughs) but I do
0: believe that was the time of World War II. That is correct. (laughs) And pretty reasonable to think 800 people died in one area during one of the largest and most brutal wars, right? During this time, India was fearing that the Japanese were planning to attack them, so they figured the skeletons belonged to Japanese soldiers that hadn't made it through the harsh conditions on the mountain while planning a secret invasion on India. I still cannot get past this five-day hike thing. Yeah. So like, what? And it's high. Yeah. So That's all
1: I've been thinking about this whole time.
0: So would it wouldn't be a good place to dump a body. No. Like, yeah. So you're like, what are you doing up there? Yeah. That's exactly
1: like. Once I'm there, I'm there. Yeah. (laughs) Same. I will never come down.
0: No, me neither. Now, this theory for the soldiers was quickly disproven, though. The skeletons didn't belong to just men. There were hundreds of women and children, too, and researchers found only one single weapon, which was an iron spearhead, which is not the type of army you'd usually see. In addition to the single weapon, researchers also found wooden parasols or umbrellas, dozens of leather slippers, and bangle bracelets. Researchers were shocked in the early 1950s when they used the then newly developed carbon dating testing method to find that the skeletons were over 500 years old. Turns out the flesh and hair still remaining on some skeletons were because of the freezing cold temperatures and arid air conditions, which created perfect preserving conditions.
1: I love when this all lines up to where everything is preserved perfectly. Yeah. I I just can't think of a better opportunity to like dive into a case when this stuff happens Mm -hmm. because then it just opens Pandora's box to all of these things i'm really interested now that you said that it wasn't only men women and children and the different type of army that they had available to them if this was something more of like villages turning against a or things like
0: that Ooh, yeah i'll i'll get there don't worry <laughs> But yeah, safe to say that the skeletons didn't belong to any soldiers, considering the the women and the men, so what else could have caused 800 people to die in the same place at the same time? Well, we can all relate to the amount of panic people shared at the beginning of a pandemic, right? Researchers focused on how the people died for clues as to who these people were. Several skulls were found with skull fractures due to blunt force trauma to the head, and some skulls had an indentation at the top of their skulls where it had appeared that the bone was worn down. But other than those two clues, the researchers found that the people were in perfect health before they died, so illness was ruled out. Okay, what about mass murder or suicide? We know that the early centuries were not the kindest time period to live in, but the skull fractures, which were not found on all skulls, found from an object that had to have really just fallen from the sky rather than from another human being yielding a weapon. There was no angle where the blunt object would have hit except straight down. There was also no indication or any evidence that would show mass suicide either, so what the heck caused the skull fractures? And Danny, do you have any ideas? So
1: you're saying the way that they fell and the angles for everyone, it all matched up to where it came straight down from something crushing them. Correct. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Yeah,
0: skull fracture. So it it didn't, like, break the entire skull, but it was enough to fracture the skull and kill them. Wow. So when we think about blunt and powerful objects falling from the sky, hard enough to kill people, one thing they thought would be giant hailstorm. That is... The most
1: ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but this was also like, how stupid is that? Five hundred years ago. <laughs> I mean, I guess if we're talking about what killed all the dinosaurs, like what? <laughs> so keep keep on with I it. I mean, but that would have to be so many like back and forth like brrr, like to do. Yes, that.
0: Yes, but so not all of the skulls had the fractures. It was like a major like mm, I don't know. I'll, I'll estimate like I really 50. hate that theory. <laughs> Just hear me. me out, okay? This is a good theory. <laughs> I'm, s- I'm sorry I'm pooping on your theory, but I hate it. So it wouldn't be far-fetched that multiple people were trekking through this area around that time because there is a Hindu pilgrimage that occurs even today. This Hindu pilgrimage occurs once every 12 years and, and is called Nanda Devi Rajaryatra. People participating in the pilgrimage also used to carry their supplies and food on their head, which would account for the skull indentations. Think of like a really long headband that had a bag attached and would like lay on your back so you wouldn't have to hold all of your belongings and... Things were starting to align.
1: Mm-mm.
0: But going back to this giant hailstorm that would have taken place in the 9th century, of course, evidence of a hailstorm would all be gone or forgotten, other than the skull fractures on some of the skeletons. But interestingly enough, researchers look to a well known folklore that may be evidence of this gigantic hailstorm and actually coincides with the Nanda Dev Rajat. The simplified version of the folklore states that a king from another area upset goddess Nanda Devi, so she cursed their land with drought. The king begged for forgiveness and vowed to take part of the pilgrimage in her honor. Except the king figured such a pilgrimage would be a drab and be boring, so he brought along many luxuries to include an entourage of dancers to keep him entertained and to be able to relax like he was still living in a kingdom. Goddess Nandi Devi was furious by this and stormed the Khan area as they passed with giant hail.
1: I get that folklords are always told with some percentage of truth, but they're also exaggerated stories that are passed on over time and changed yeah. and, and edited through different variations of generations. I'm still... I, I don't know. I just don't... <sighs> but, like, what
0: else would have fallen from the sky, you know?
1: I mean, that... I feel like the hailstorm is just as appropriate as saying, like, an airplane fell down. I know this was,
0: like, the ninth century, yeah. so they didn't exist, but, like, that's I mean, so it would bizarre. be crazy, but, yeah, you hear about, like, these crazy, I mean, we don't see them now. Well, we're starting to see them more of these hundred-year, like, floods and hundred years, like, the weather is crazy, and, of course, they don't know.
1: Like, it would have to be an extreme, extreme hailstorm, I feel like, to yeah. kill that many people. Yeah. Especially if they had something protecting them on their heads.
0: Well, it wasn't really so much on their head, so, like, a headband would go at the front of your head, and then it would kind of just, like, hang back. Okay. I'll show you a picture. But I feel like there would
1: be more evidence of, like, how people would... Like, at that point, you wouldn't just, like, oh, it's telling me I'm going to die. Like, there would be evidence of them trying to, like... I feel like there would be marks all over their body versus just their skull
0: their skulls, and like you're yeah. not gonna
1: just stand up and be like please hit me
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true i mean and yeah it would have to be like a biblical co- proportions this hailstorm like yeah. coming down all at once but like this is kind of all that they had to go off of <laughs> clearly <laughs> and so this was the answer that everybody took and like case was solved until 2019. Remember how I said that carbon dating showed that the bones were over 500 years old? Well, true, but when they first tested the bones back in the 50s, the testing was really new and not as accurate as it is today. So in 2019, the results of a new study done on 38 skeletons were published. These findings shocked many as they really only found more questions than answers. The oldest bones were 1,000 years older than the newest bones, and there were at least four separate fatal events that killed the oldest bones rather than just one incident. They also found that the bones belonged to three different genetic groups. There were some that belonged to South Asian part, which is India and surrounding countries, which died between the 7th and 10th century in multiple events. There was a group from Eastern Mediterranean originating from the island of Crete that died in a single event in the 19th century. And there was one sample that was from Southeast Asia, which would be Thailand, Indonesia, and Papua New Guinea, also from the 19th century. Of course tourism and trade did exist back then but not of course to the extent of it is today but researchers searched and searched for any kind of record as to why non-natives would have been in the area and not a single piece of evidence of tourism pilgrimage or explorations from non-natives were ever found i'm so glad we're past the hill
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i mean do you have any theories now like well to me now this sounds more of like i mean. Because cult is not a new thing, but I feel like it's some variation of the cult forming that this is more of a ritualistic theory of, like, self-sacrifice or something like that.
0: But wouldn't you think that would be kind of, like, written down in somewhere, like, if they thought the lake was spiritual or anything like that? But, I mean,
1: back then, if it was just, like, word of mouth and it was so close-knit that they didn't want to write anything down, I wouldn't be shocked – Also, if they did write it down just because of how long ago it was, if that material was eliminated, it wouldn't be far-fetched just due to the materials they had at the time. But even like people from an island would be coming? I mean, and who knows? They could be coming from a place where that stuff is kept and all the way over there to where they didn't bring anything to leave any evidence behind except these bones. I don't
0: know. I feel like I like that way more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean th- everything is a possibility really. But... I mean, we're talking about
1: <laughs> tragic hailstorms. So yeah. I feel like we we could open up to talk about this all night.
0: But the fact that they are so say like the newest bones were six, seven hundred years old, then the oldest bones would be sixteen, seventeen hundred years old because there's a thousand years difference. But, and I don't know, it's just bizarre to me. But I mean, keeping a
1: tradition or religion that long, you gotta look at the Bible, that's been going on for so
0: Well, that's long. why I would think it would be written down somewhere, or at least, like, somewhere, because, like, how would these people find, okay, you're gonna go five days, hike five days through the mountains. I mean, and cliffs. that sounds like something
1: that would be within the the realm of, of We're going to go <laughs> do this. This is how the story's starting. We're, we're taking a five-day
0: hike up. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, that doesn't sound right. There also is a possibility that um, when, like, the snow um, thaws out, that if people had died in the cliff above, they could have been washed down into the lake. Not super far, but there is... It's, like, it's like at the bottom of kind of, like, two hills.
1: Yeah, I think that would work, too, of, like, especially if it was a whole village of women and children and men, why Why wouldn't that be a possibility of, like, surrounding villages of different ethnicities be compiled in one area? Where if yeah. we're talking about extreme weather or extreme possibilities, that doesn't seem so
0: far-fetched. But there's no evidence of suicide. Like, they were perfectly healthy before so they know that they didn't kill one another or they didn't kill themselves.
1: So I don't know, what else do we got?
0: (laughs) That's it. I mean, now we have more questions than answers. We still don't know how the majority of the people died, let alone why they were in the area. It is believed that at least one group with the skull fractures most likely died from the large hailstorm while they were making the trek, but this would not account for the multiple other deaths centuries before or after them. So currently there's not any solid theories for the reasoning behind why they were in the area and how they died. Not to mention, they found all of that information from just the 38 skeletons. Can you imagine what other information would be uncovered by testing hundreds of them? But unfortunately, some bad news with that. In the early 2000s, tracking the Rubecon area was commercialized and became very popular for eager tourists that were able to make the climb. This unfortunately led to the site becoming damaged, as well as skeleton bones to be stolen and brought home as souvenirs. The area is now banned from being publicly tracked, however a full-scale excavation of the bones would be extremely difficult, if not all but impossible at this point in time. And it makes me sad that even if an excavation was performed by some billionaire curious enough to pay for it all and build the technology to do it, that... We most likely still wouldn't have all the answers because of the theft, the site being unpreserved, as well as just the time that has passed sitting in the harsh weather conditions. We're now even further away from solving the mystery as the day the remains were first found.
1: I cannot believe that people took those. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not shocked, but it's just disgusting sometimes when we have to say it. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, really? You shouldn't be surprised, but you are. Like, yeah. really? That's... Just and I wonder how many likes goals because you know people and they're literally like in the summer I put pictures on the social media so you can look at it but there are just hundreds and hundreds of them. It's crazy and it's not like it's a super. I also would like like to
1: know what you're doing with that.
0: If you're listening
1: to this and did that, can you let me know? Because that's just sitting on their fireplace mantle. That's sadistic and we should probably get you. So we need to talk. That's
0: disturbing yeah. in its own yeah but y'all let us know what you think happened i'm honestly so curious to hear any theories at this point because researching this and having to leave it quote unquote unsolved hurts my brain this will have to be added to my list of things i must know when i die like who shot jfk yes the zodiac killer and who killed the black dahlia oh is what a good things. case yes
1: it's one of those things for me now yeah, mine. Uh, to add to that would be John Benet.
0: What happened? Oh yeah. What <laughs> What happened?
1: Yeah, that's a good one too. Ugh, wears me out. Also, OJ, I'm coming for you as well.
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean, we all kind of know. We <laughs> all know, but yeah, I will
1: know one day. Yeah. I guess before we leave, I would like to lay out there that I definitely think it's the village theory that something happened to
0: how did they die i
1: don't know we don't we don't know some weird stuff happened <laughs> back in the day like yeah. if if all the accounts are true some weird stuff used to happen weird stuff happens now but just not as bizarre. human
0: sacrifice so i don't know i feel like there would be like some kind of trace you know and it, i mean there wasn't any like Actual, there wasn't any actual valuables found, but that also could be you know, the next people that trekked in and stole people that did go through it. I don't know, so it's not like they had all of their belongings with them, it was just seemed like enough, hmm. and there was no structures nearby. You could, you definitely couldn't live like nearby because of the way that it, it's literally. literally like at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. So wow. I don't know. At this point, I'm like, was it aliens? It's like their dumping site for all of their no. testing. So, <laughs> my <God>. Bad batch. <laughs> yeah. We're done with these. They're yeah. in that little lake. <laughs> They'll never find us. <laughs> you got it wrong, baby. Yeah. We found you. <laughs> exactly. But with that, that'll conclude today's bonus episode. Let us know your thoughts on Instagram and Facebook at Lagos Stories. And don't forget to follow us if you haven't already. If you have a case suggestion, please reach out through our website at lagostories.com. All of today's source material will be linked in the description box below. We'll be back with a new episode next week. But until then, stay safe out there. It's a weird world. Thank you to Alexander Nakarada for allowing us to use his sound nightmare for theme music.